Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's my show. Hey. Put a little I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Open lines this hour. Sal at five. One question I'll have for Sal is what about Isaiah McKenzie, who is fine, I guess, after missing last week. Shakir... Had a drop, but he also made a couple of big catches. Beasley, more of a role here. What do you want to do in the slot? Um, I, I listen. I I've been sort of you know I need Shakir on the field. Um, you know, at the start of the year, I mean, it's like it's been a campaign, but I was kind of bummed out that that didn't really take hold. Um, I think I would lean on Beasley and McKenzie. I, I think I think Beasley, the, especially if the Bengals are going to be sort of you know similar enough anyway at times to what the Bills do on defense, which is you know we're going to try to take away the cheap stuff, and you're going to have to you know nickel and dime us, and that's you know the Bengals game is kind of that um, uh, on defense, and so I think Beasley could be of great value. Uh, again this week, and McKenzie is enough of a change-up from what Beasley gives you that I think there's value there, and I don't know if there's a, a spot for Shakir. Maybe, maybe it'll come down to Shakir or Brown um, and what they value more. Um, but I feel like kind of – you remember like earlier this year it was it – was, well, Beasley was gone, but it was Crowder, McKenzie, Shakir, and sort of felt redundant. Like I've got – what am I doing here? I think with Beasley here – He's he's the guy I'm going to first in that spot, um, even though you know it's just kind of a late a late blooming thing for this season with him. Um, and I think if I've got McKenzie there too, I don't know if I've got a spot for Shakir. So I don't mean to be down on the guy. It's not you know, because of the drop or anything. I, I you know I I just think I think this offense, I think with Beasley in it. I I think they're going to need that and utilize that, and I like I like McKenzie in the ways that we've seen him be valuable before. I just don't think we've seen a lot of it this year, but I still think there's something to be said for the jet sweep type stuff and him spelling Beasley at times. Interesting challenge for Cincinnati 
with such different styles in the at least the three guys, right? I mean, Beasley, McKenzie, and Shakir. Hard to know what's going to happen. Here's Nick with us. Hi, Nick. Hey, guys. How you doing? Really well, thank you. You guys were talking a little bit ago about the offensive line. I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I think, like, when we lose guys, I think Josh is so good at getting out of the pocket, even prefers to it sometimes, not as hindering to him, but Burrow being a pure pocket passer, I think it's a massive deal, something we need to exploit. I actually have some in-laws from Cincinnati. Excuse me. And they said something to the effect of these two replacement guys are playing this week. They hope to never hear their names again. So it gives me a lot of hope. They seem really nervous about it. And I hope we can rack up some sacks this week. Okay. Thanks, Nick. Well, it sure would go a long way. I mean, you know, maybe it should be noted the Bengals did win this round last year, giving up nine sacks. What happens when the Bills lose an offensive lineman is like I tend to almost never think about it. And usually it doesn't seem to really affect the game. And then I go to Twitter the next day and I see a bunch of accounts that I don't follow, but Twitter tells me I'm interested in them saying, everybody thought Bobby Hart would be a disaster. And like, (laughs) oh, they did? Like, I don't know. I had no idea that was out there. So this guy's got in-laws who are afraid for the Bengals' backups. We get afraid for the Bills' backups. A lot of times they really kind of, uh, it's kind of a push, right? I mean, just who knows? In, in logically, you'd yeah. rather have your starters. I mean, that seems right. Collins and Kappa, the other two injured Bengals linemen, like our free agent acquisitions, successful, good. Um, Williams, I guess, from what I've read about him since his injury, more uh, uneven. But three starters is down. Three starters is uh, probably not what you want. Here's Tom with us. Hi, Tom. Hey guys. Um, so I was. Just getting off work and uh, uh, hearing you guys talk about uh, how I feel about this game on uh, on Sunday, and I feel eerily calm. Now, I don't know if it's because all the talking heads, and including uh, uh, that Colin Coward, who, who's saying that uh, someone needs to be fired if the Bills don't win and all the pressure's on the Bills this weekend, or if it's just the, the team's been through so much this season that um, and with the whole DHAM thing, it may have put things more into perspective um, that we've just accomplished a whole heck of a lot. And uh, and that's I. You wanted to know how I feel. That's that's how I feel. Eerily calm. It, are are you saying you feel eerily calm because it's not as important as it once seemed anymore, or no? Just because you like have faith in them because they'll win. It's sort yeah. of you're a little bit right. too right, Tom. Like. Just... Yeah, I, well, I, I listen. To you, I, I get stuck at work late, and I listen to you guys all all week. And uh, and when you guys were talking about what it means to you for the Bills to win earlier this week, okay, yeah. Um, I I was born in the '80s, man. I grew up during the Bills Super Bowl years. Like, I want nothing more than this team to win. Um, but I think, especially after this year, I don't know how you could fire anybody with all, everything that the coaching <laughs> staff and the team has gone through. Um, and if we don't win, yeah, I'm going to be disappointed as, as I'll get out. But um, I, I think that they're going to come in ready. I think that they have work to do. I, I, Cincinnati's talking, and and we're just you know trying to stay quiet, keep the keep the noise off of us. All right. I think one of the hardest things for fans to do 
um, can be to do nothing or, or, or clamor for nothing to happen when your team loses. It's an easier thing to do when – what's the most recent example of this? I, I feel like maybe um, uh, if it's okay to mention a, a, you know, a hockey comparison. Uh, I feel like the Maple Leafs, right, they're close by. They make a lot of noise, you know, the media and the fans. Like we're, we're in proximity, and so that's, that's, it, that can be a fun watch, if you will, not just their games but just the whole – all the drama around it. And they have a great team that has had no playoff success at all with the current group. And most every year they get knocked out. And I think, you know, the, 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 oh, Dubis and analytics and this and we need more sandpaper and all these different things. And mostly I feel like we and the guy look at them and go, they should just come back next year. I don't know, like maybe get a different goalie. I, but like, overhauling, firing, making changes. The Bills have been one of the best teams in the league for three seasons in a row. Nobody's getting fired if they lose to the Bengals on Sunday. Like, no one, maybe a coordinator. That's important. But even that, I don't, I I just, I don't think anything is happening. So I, you might want to put that out of your head if you have that thought. They're like you're waiting to pounce because of 13 seconds or something. I mean, I just can't fathom a scenario where things go badly enough on Sunday that somebody gets fired over it. Or like, well, all right, it. here's one. Go ahead. You're up four, one second to go, midfield. You're pulling five defensive players on the field. <laughs> I think I would. Then yes, that's a, a completely wholly unrealistic scenario. But sure, yeah, if that were to happen, yeah, yeah. I suppose if something like 13 seconds happened again, then that that might get you there. But, I mean, I just don't I, – I, I can't fathom that they would have something like that happen again. I, I Why even ponder it, right? Yeah. I don't know. I still don't really get the point. Like, is, is did he – was he talking about that? Was he talking about firings and changes? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I don't not know thinking about I, that at I, all. I'm not sure what tripped the wire in my brain that I got to that. But, uh, the, I, well, he mentioned coward saying something like that, yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah. How much yeah. time do I need to say? Who cares? Like, who cares? What, what was he know? Who who cares? He's in the opinion business. So are we. So what? It means nothing. Ugh. What the 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 error has stopped. The error has been sucked out of the. <laughs> <laughs> what here's what I here's what I want to say. He did refer to the caller Tom saying like he heard he, here's the show all week. Heard the day we were talking about like what it would mean to win. Um, Bulldog and I did a podcast today with a friend of ours named uh, Steve Bennett, sportscasters. Steve's done an amazing job. He's local, and he has he pulls in like the the biggest guests. And I guess somebody canceled on him, so he, he called he called us. And I, I, you know, just kidding. Yep. But happy to do it. I've been on a show yeah, a few times. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it, and I'm a fan of the guy's work. So it was nice to be on that show. So we were talking. The three of us were talking about like the possibility of a championship at one point. And I, I just want everybody to sort of be ready <laughs> for one way or the other a, a, a new sort of level in us 
our reaction to what happens. If they win, that really goes without saying. That'll mean Sunday. I mean at all. If they win at all. Mm-hmm. That really goes without saying. It, it, no, you don't. I'm not qualified. No, nobody. No one person is, you know, needed to tell you how it's going to feel, what it's going to be like, how we're going to act or react. Like we just don't know, and we all have dreamed about it. Okay. If they lose, especially starting with this game at home in the second round, no progress in the terms of the playoff advancement. Three years in a row of defeat when you have, like you said, and I think there's an argument they've been the best team in the league this whole time. Mm -hmm. Three years of that without even reaching a Super Bowl. Okay, what happened? Like, what explains this? We wanted to do it last year. After that loss in Kansas, because it was a certain kind of loss. After that loss last year, we all went to work on, like, so what happened here? And Sean McDermott wouldn't really tell you. And he left it sort of kind of a mystery, what happened in that game, which was frustrating. And people even talked about him, just like, what what next for the Bills? When you lose like this, guests came on our show and once in a while would ask, is it at the point where, like, this this Bills team, if it loses, will want to know, like, what the deeper meaning is or something like that? And I don't know. I mean, we don't know that those answers yet, but it, it feels like that might be... That might be the case this year. Mm-hmm. Just the, the level of despair. There, there's a feeling that isn't for everybody. There's a feeling of destiny with these guys because of how close they've been. Because of, well, DeMar Hamlin. The adversity. Yeah, and sure. the blizzard and different the, the different challenges, and I don't use that word lightly, that they have faced this year and how it's bonded them. You know, that's the way they talk. That's the way a lot of people talk. Like there's this team of destiny feel to the Bills. You know, karma and everything. They don't have to go to Kansas City now. If they were to win here and play the Chiefs, they'd play them in Atlanta. Just all of it. If you're if you're about that. And so that will add to it. If if they don't get there, like that will just sort of more cognitive dissonance and like well curses. We'll we'll end up going back mm-hmm, to a conversation mm-hmm. about right. curses and that kind of nonsense. So I just I just think like we're whatever happens from here, we're facing a sort of a new level on the Richter scale yes. for, for these guys. Um, and hopefully it's good. Right, yeah. Hopefully it's it's unprecedented in, in a positive way. Um, you know, not that people being really upset about the team not, you know, winning at all would be unprecedented, but I think you're right. I think the level of – the level of expectation has been so high all year because they have been the Super Bowl favorite, so that's how they've been talked about all year. That's why when it's imperfect against whoever, pick pick any game you want here from the back half of the season that they won that wasn't, you know, hang didn't belong in a museum, and it's because everything is just so – we're all, to some extent or another, and maybe, you know, everyone wears it differently, we're tight about – this is it, right? If they don't do it this year, 13 seconds looms larger and will loom larger every year they don't win because of the great look we think they had at it last year. And that's all we do is we think they had. They, they, they don't have to beat this same team in the same stadium they're going to play on Sunday, basically. I mean, maybe with the same kind of offensive line because their line was basically in this state last year when they made the Super Bowl, Cincinnati. Um, so you've got... This, this sort of this very potent cocktail 
of expectation and desire and all of it. And last year was such a blown, missed opportunity that, um, yeah, I, I, I think there will be a lot of fierce criticism. Um, I guess all I'm all I'm saying is where I started. Like, I, 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 it would take something really insane for me to think or want them to make a change at the top. Yeah, me I too. Can't, I can't see it. A- at all. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. 803-0550 for your calls. Um, yeah. <laughs> Did you get to see all or most of the ceremony? Not uh, all. Some. I missed the very front end. I had TV issues. Uh, it was just all the time. Were you here? Stream. Yeah, no. I was. I believe it or not, no, I was home. Um, but I, I, I don't know. Maybe the, I don't know how it started. Um, but I, I, five minutes in, I was there and home run. I mean, everything just looked great. The graphic they designed with his name and that script and the sword, cool. and that and that. I don't know. Was that a sculpture? Like what? Whatever that piece was that was on the ice, like the that that was like a like a. It looked like the banner, but it wasn't the banner. It was like a, you know, a, a, a whatever, a sculpture, I guess. Um, that was fantastic. The charitable piece, right, the foundation for Roswell, the play. I mean, just home run. They, they have, they're so far removed from the days when they could not get that stuff right. Like, they just, and this is not like grading on a curve because they used to be bad at it. Like, that was a home run. I was in New York City last year around this time, like, I don't know, the end of January, the night that Lundquist, they had a night for him like this in New York. And, man, I'll be damned. I watched that whole thing in a bar, and it had the sound up, but I was watching it, and I'll be damned if the Sabres didn't take notes. I mean, the, the whole setup, everything, I mean, they just did a tremendous job. Yeah, I echo all that. Kevin Adams yesterday on the show was like, I, I don't know what's the details, but I know they've been working for months on it. Yeah. So it did. Uh, it did look like it, and you know, not for nothing. Nice little touch. This was brought up to me. Mike Lesikowski was at the game, and he. We were texting last night during the game, and uh, he mentioned this to me. Pretty cool that Anaheim is here tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And I Miller's not even, dropping the puck tomorrow. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. And then when Mike, when Mike mentioned it, I, I thought like, oh yeah, Rob just said Ryan is going to be at the game Saturday, and I didn't even. Th- and I'm going to the game Saturday. I didn't even think about it being Anaheim, like the, you know, the team he finished his career with, like, really cool. Like, that's a really nice added bonus um, that it worked out that way. Nervous? About tomorrow's game? They've won. No. They won. Anaheim's <laughs> up to five regulation wins after right. yep. they won in Columbus. Yeah, I had them last night, but. Okay. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast hey other things let me down so i didn't get get credit for it isn't that life on the wire kevin kevin you're up oh hey what's going on guys i love the show i was just calling like i liked what some of the stuff you were talking about before it's like I hear too many people that are like, oh, we need to get rid of the coach now for the Bills. We need to, you know, like, we need somebody else to take us over the top. Like, somebody was telling me we need to get Sean Payton. And I'm like, it's, you know, I know we have a big emotional investment in this team, but I think it's also time for us as fans to, like, elevate our mindsets and say, hey, we didn't get it this year. We got to get it next year. 13 seconds, put it behind us. It's a fluke, you know. We have to, like... You know, it's almost like mental health practices, but, it, you know, we have to grow and, and see, like, that we went from a team that had a 17-year drought, an organization with a 17-year drought, to, like, a consistent competitor, which is all you could ask for, you know, in this league. It's so close. It's so competitive. Um, and it's awesome. Like, we have an awesome fan base, and I think I don't want to lose, like, the – jumping through tables and stuff and the, and the wildness, but we also have to, like, elevate our minds and, like, start believing that it's possible for this team to win, and it, just because they don't win doesn't mean we throw it all under the bus. It's not the end of the world. But I do know we are just so tied to this team as a community, so I know it's hard sometimes. Um, and I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys talking about like that and, like, not overreacting and saying people need to go. Because I don't think that's the answer. Well, thanks, Kevin. Sometimes it is, though. I mean, sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. Being a, a generally agree, 95%, being consistently good is like almost the best you can do. There are times in sports when it, it is called for. Hey, I'm good, but how do I get to be great? I think I would say this team has been great. And I don't think this team is an example of that, as we talk today. But there are times when your insane friend might doesn't might not sound so insane you know like <laughs> yeah. this is another example of the parallel worlds we live in because never once have we had a conversation in here about sean payton the only calls we ever get about sean mcdermott being gone are people referring to other people who've said it in their lives 
Like there's just not anywhere on our table, on our plate, does it ever happen. But just out there, somehow, wires get crossed and somebody cuts you off in traffic and like, this guy needs to go. Just, hey, um, it's fun that that happens, but that is just not my idea of reality. 803-0550 for your calls. Thank you, Kevin. The update, and we'll talk some more. Sal Capaccio and the Duntire Roundtable at 5. Then picks. Playoff picks, even. 6 o'clock. I don't know, I don't know if you can catch up. Well, there aren't as many games as I'd like left. <laughs> so I've got some games set up on Stratomatic, and I'm going to pick those. <laughs> okay, good. Just to see if I can make up the difference. Back after sports, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. Yeah, I mean, just experience overall this time of year. I think there's value to that. Just if, if not on the field, at a minimum in the locker room where guys can, you know, can talk some perspective from time to time into some of the younger players and how this or that works. I think that's all beneficial, and, and that's where you lean on your veteran leadership. Sean McDermott and everyone else loves experience. Maybe it uh, will matter. The Bengals have their own experience. Last year's playoffs. This is not, not that I should be the one to posit anything in this department. This is not how you should pick games. Okay. But I have a tough time seeing Cincinnati ascend to being a team that, in the playoffs, can go win at the one seed, can go win at Arrowhead, and can go win in Buffalo, like in such short a short mm-hmm. period of time. Yep. Um, Tennessee and Kansas City were coin flip games. They never should have beaten the Chiefs. They just never should have won that game. Kansas City blew the end of the first half, and then they just, I don't know, froze or whatever that whatever it was that happened in that game. But just for them to go a half and not score like that just is kind of crazy. But they did. And so they were fortunate there. You have to be fortunate to win a three-point game, no matter what the situation is. The Bills were fortunate last week. Even with double the yards, they were still fortunate last week that that Miami couldn't snap the ball on fourth and one at midfield late. Just anything could have changed it. So that's not how you want to pick games. Yesterday about Jacksonville, I said, I bet it's just like they're just being dismissed a little bit because they're Jacksonville. Yes. And that could be the Bengals, too. The Bengals have, yeah. Look, I would, you know, no one asked, but I would admit that. They've been the Bengals. That's why last year was such a surprise. It's why we, I think a lot of us, I don't want to say everyone, but I think a lot of people, the vibe was, you know, that's what was so particularly infuriating about what happened in Kansas City is you were coming home to play them. And like that, what did that mean? (sighs) Come on. They're not on this level. Of course they beat the Titans. The Titans are a joke. They were a farce as a one seed. This is how, you know, these are our opinions, I think, largely. So, you know, good for you that you won that game, but good luck with us. Um... And so I, I still kind of feel that way. I'm really curious to see how they keep their team together if they do when it comes time to start paying guys. They do not have a great reputation in that area. And the ownership is still the same. They've had other periods in there, and not a lot of them, but they've had other periods where they were a contending team, and they always sort of revert to form. So they've got a bunch of great young players you're going to have to pay a bunch of great young players, and we'll see if they're cash-rich enough to do that and, and like structure contracts with guaranteed money multiple times over. 
it remains to be seen whether they can keep up in that world. I think that's not a that there's no bearing on Sunday's game, of course, but like it does shade for me how I feel about them and how I feel about them shades how I feel about them in this matchup. We'll see um, with Burrow, like that point I'm making about winning those road games last year. That's his first taste of the NFL playoffs, and he aced it. And if he can put in his pocket those road wins, which he already has, and one here in this spot after Sunday, that's going to ride with him for a long time. Like he'll, he'll be sort of the guy who can win those games. I think you need to do that more than in one season. To establish that these guys are all in the in the in the middle of establishing their reputations, you know, Allen for himself as well. Allen has been great in these big games. He's been great in the playoffs. Turnovers last week, still big yards, big points. It's what you've come to expect from him. Primetime games, playoff games. He's been really good. And Burrow, for his part, last year in those playoffs, the success they had, the run they were on, good as well. Winning these games on the road, like Allen doesn't have that yet. He doesn't have any. He's not going to get one this year, as it turns out. No matter what happens, yeah, the best he's got is he got a lot of credit for you know what ended up being undone after he did all that work, right? And that's why you barely want to even look at wins when it comes to quarterbacks. You can use it, but you can't just stop at it because like how do you possibly blame him or like stick that on him last year in Kansas City? I mean, just that's insane. But we do it. We do it with its quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. How about, I mentioned the podcast we did earlier. How about that take on the Saints? That was so good from Steve Bennett. Like, that was so good. I never thought about it like that, how they get kind of jobbed in that penalty, by that penalty call on Nikel Roby Coleman, or it wasn't called, right in the NFC Championship game, the play that led to pass interference being reviewable, very short-sighted but predictable and predict- predictably failed right. idea. Short-lived. Yeah, short-lived. Right. And so he's like, talking about he's a Saints fan he's talking about they get that game which they should have and then a so-so New England team for a Super Bowl team after that and then you're talking about Peyton and Breeze having two mm-hmm. and that's a lot different Aaron Rodgers his future we're always talking about Aaron Rodgers how, how come he only has one a lot of guys have one yeah the second one is big yeah right Never thought about that before. It's more than twice the size of the first one. It's more than twice the size. Greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 803-0550 for your calls. One more thing making the rounds today in, in the discussion is next week and the possibility of the Bills Chiefs meet Bills and Chiefs meeting in Atlanta. If they play, it'll be in Atlanta, as we know. And I think with people buying tickets. A lot of discussion about that is uh, continuing. I have something to say about that. So this idea came up before the league even announced what it was going to do. Neutral site possibilities. And I said it once on a different show and then mentioned it here and Sal was on it. So I was like, that's funny you said that because I was saying the same thing. How when the Bills were hosting in the 90s, there was some conversation about championship games being moved to neutral sites like to make it more fair yep. may, maybe more profitable right yeah that yeah in fact i got sent i don't know if we all did but i i mentioned this i think last week to sort of like fill the story back in because sal thought it was lamar hunt 
and the Chiefs, and I thought that was right. That sounded right to me, and then I was sent a story about it that was from their their AFC Championship game law around that time, or maybe it was even before they played the game. They knew they were coming here, and the Chiefs were pushing an idea to play the conference championship games at a neutral site. Okay, so here's the rest of it. So we all remember that, and that happened. That was 30 years ago. Have you have you heard anybody mention it since? Not really. Not really. If I have, I've forgotten about it. It has not seemed like an actual discussion point in the NFL. And man, we talk about a lot of things that are <laughs> that are that are pretty obscure. So there's there's some in, in take land today, there's a there's a take that oh, finally the owners are gonna get what they want and put the championship games in neutral sites. Listen, I don't know that they won't. But I'm just like to, to any idea that this was sort of what the circumstances this year have kind of opened the doors for the owners to do that. What exactly were they waiting for? Like, think about what it took this year to to happen for this situation to have occurred. The NFL never cancels a game. It happened this year because a guy was near dead on the field. Like, that is what had to happen between, by the way, two teams involved in the playoff picture. I don't know if the owners think of like how cynical everybody generally tends to be about about owners. If they want to move games to neutral sites like this, where has what have they been waiting for? Like where has that been? Where has been the proposal? Where's been Jerry Jones for one talking about it? Like where's been anybody talking about it? You're saying that the the incredibly unfortunate and random events of that night in Cincinnati are are the break the owners needed to be able to have that open that conversation up and move. This is, this is a good point because I that doesn't hold up. No, like why why not just do it? It was thirty years ago and it didn't seem to get very far then. Yeah. Like why, why not just do it? I never heard about it once. All those New England games, I never heard about it once. NFC Lambeau, anybody? They played the championship games in Lambeau Field a couple times recently. Nobody's talking about moving that game. It really like, is anybody is one person talking about moving that game. If Lamar Hunt were still alive, maybe he'd be talking about it, but yeah. nobody was. So, um, I again, this probably all sounds like a guarantee that they won't right do that. But I, and I, I don't mean that. No, but, right? I I wouldn't. Yeah. I, well, I I don't want to interrupt you if you're not done. That's, I just can say the same thing over. Okay. Um, I do that a lot. Uh, you have to. Yeah. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. I think the, the the most I would want to say about this right now is that if it goes well, it could lead to them talking about it and maybe eventually doing it, right? Like if if Bills if they if they get what, you know, half of how like the way they're selling it from what I understand is like Bills sideline, Chiefs sideline, and we'll see what ends up, you know, how that ends up looking. But if they end up with what looks like, you know, a college game, that, that they might really like that, <laughs> you know. And if you get these two teams again, and they give you the kind of show in controlled in a controlled environment, now it maybe should be pointed out that they played in uncontrolled environment outside last year and gave you one of the greatest shows you'll ever see in a football game. So, but th- this assures you a, the best opportunity to make that happen, and that nothing if you're playing indoors or, or in California, maybe. Um, although, you know, who knows? You never know. Uh, but it, it, if, if it is, quote-unquote, successful from a ticket-moving standpoint, 
fans seemed to like it. The environment was really, really unique for an NFL game. Then maybe they'll they'll push the idea. But I I also I think it's very curious that I I think people maybe like you're saying are assuming the league has been waiting to pounce on this opportunity when there's really been nothing stopping them. Yeah, they've just been waiting for something like that to happen so that yeah, there was that an imbalance. Like just they they put a 17th game on the schedule that no one wanted. They put a seventh team in the playoffs that no one wanted. Like they the owners will just do things like that and there's no momentum toward it. There's no fan support really. We don't like we're not going to stop watching if they add football, but like nobody's asking for that stuff. They just put it in there because it's more money. If they wanted to move the games to neutral sites, they would move the games to neutral sites. They don't need DeMar Hamlin to happen. They don't need this to happen. They would do it. So maybe they will now. I don't know, but it seems relevant. It seems worth pointing out that all this time there's almost been no conversation about it, and I can't believe this situation would like be a catalyst uh, for it because that's weird also. Sal Capaccio with us at 5 for the Duntire Roundtable. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, welcome back. Sal at 5 with the Roundtable. Here's Greg with us. Hi, Greg. Hey, how are you? Good, Greg. Thanks for calling. Yeah, I was just listening to what you were saying about the neutral site for the for the conference championships games. And... Um, I'm just, you know, I'm absolutely against it. I've talked to a lot of people, not even just all, not even people from up there. You know, I'm from up there, but I live downstate now. But I, I was up there for the game before Christmas against the Dolphins. It was a blast. But I've been at those games up there, you know, the Green Bay games, the Mystique, all the stuff with the cold games and the weather. It's part of the sport. The sport originated in the cold outdoors. If they ever do anything like that, I think Goodell's just kind of shooting himself in the foot. He's already on thin ice with all the stuff he's doing. Why would any young football player even want to play defense nowadays? I mean, why would you even want to do it? I mean, they, they can barely do anything. They're making a two-hand touch practically. And doing stuff like this, um, I think it's given unfair advantages to teams that play indoors. Um, it's just it doesn't make any sense. Um, he wants to expand his fan base, but I think if he does something like that, he's going to lose his core fan base. So that's all i got to say. Okay. Go Bills. Thanks. i, I got a hunch we're due for the Super Bowl this year. Have a good one. Thanks, Greg. All right, hope you're right. I think um, I think the core. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 
fan base might make a lot of noise about something and then never go anywhere. That's what usually happens. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, that's not to say like, you know, you're making good points and maybe, you know, maybe it's something that'll never happen. Um, I don't know, should I say hopefully it'll be something that'll never happen? Hopefully it'll be something that'll never happen. And then hopefully, okay, how how's this for a scenario? Um, the, the Bills win, the Jaguars win, they're going to play here, but the wind is blowing 45 miles an hour and the Bills can't pass the ball if they couldn't against New England. And they lose 14-4 to four or some crap. Oh, scorigami. In, in horrible, like, it, it, how do you feel about having the conference championship game you know, in the great outdoors, like it, like the game was born in. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't love the idea of moving the conference championship games to neutral sites, but I also don't hate it. Like I'm, I'm, and, and this is not to say like I'm bracing for it because like we just talked it out last segment. I, I don't know if it's something that's been in any kind of you know back room or anything. I mean, there's been no talk about it at all. Um, but if it were to come to pass, I, I don't know. It would not make me insane if it happened. Uh, same. Thanks, Greg. Here's Justin next. Hi, Justin. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll be really quick. I've been uh, hoping to get it through to you guys, and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, just real three quick points I think that are keys to this game. is One, I do think we need to get Shakira involved um, above McKenzie. Uh, Shakira, one thing about him is, he has real subtle movements, and he seems like he has a good grip of the field and where to where to maneuver to get extra yards. And he seems like he's got great hands, minus that one drop. He seems he's like very reliable from a hands perspective. And with regards to Cook, we need to run him more. I mean, especially going against the Bengals. If anything taught us that first eight minutes or so was there was a time where he was running. I think he had two carries for 18 yards, and on that series where we did we had to settle for a field goal. Uh, he had picked up a, a near, he had gotten seven yards, I want to say, and it was like second and three. And I'm thinking, run, cook, run, cook. And we passed it, I think, three straight times. We have to leverage Cook, and we have to exploit his explosiveness. And finally, my major concern about this team is the intensity of this game, and will they match the Bengals? The Bengals didn't defer the kickoff. They said, we're going to take the ball, and we're going to punch you in the mouth. And not only did they, they take it down the field for a touchdown, they actually took out Teron Johnson, and then they actually tried to take out Josh Allen. And I'm not saying, hey, if they try to injure us, we need to injure, injure them. But they came in there ready, and they wanted to prove a point. And that's my big concern about this team is, you know, the Bengals sound like they're ready to roll. I mean, I guess they had a reporter that said, hey, you know, they don't think they're going to win. They're going to dominate. we got to match that intensity. We don't have Von Miller in the field. We can't blink. And I really think that, you know, we got to get up for this game because they're, they're, they're coming ready to play. And when, they, when, they, when we played them, even though it was only eight minutes, you know, they showed, hey, we're going to do whatever it takes to win this game. And they were taking some cheap shots. And, you know, like I said, they, defer, they didn't even defer it. They said, we're taking the ball and we're going to show you who we are. And I think we really got to match that intensity this week or we're going to go home uh, with a loss. That's all I got to say on that. Thanks, Justin. I know you wanted you said you were going to keep it short. I thought I'd totally give more, but we're way late. Sale and the roundtable next on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.